Welcome to the Relationship Help Show, your time with Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor. Through the magic of the internet, Dr. Shaler provides urgent and ongoing care for relationships in crisis to people throughout the world, and she's here for you now. Whether you are experiencing a momentary blow-up or the crazy making of life with a partner, ex, child, or parent who is relentlessly difficult, you'll get your questions answered and enjoy her expert guests. Settle in with Dr. Roberta Shaler now. Leave the drama behind and find peace of mind on today's Relationship Help Show. Here's Dr. Shaler. Hello, and welcome to our time together. This is our time to talk about difficult things in relationships, difficult people, difficult circumstances, difficult moments, difficult situations. And I welcome your calls. So remember, you can always call me at, right here, right now at 888-627-6008. Uh, this is all about you getting the information that you need to have the life and relationships you want. So relationships, they all have some hiccups. You know, it's its normal. It's natural. We don't just all live in uh, rainbows and unicorns and white light. Uh, things happen. Real life happens. Um, so <clears throat> after all, why wouldn't they, why wouldn't we have hiccups? I mean, two people come together in a relationship and they come from different homes. That in itself can be a, a problem. In one home, conflict is managed by nobody saying anything to anybody. Everything just falls silent and nobody ever talks about it, pushes it under the rug. And in another home, everybody yells and screams and 10 minutes later, they hug it out. Well, if you're in a relationship with someone who came from a home opposite to yours, you're going to have a different conflict management style and that very well could create a hiccup in your relationship. But where did you learn to manage conflict? Did you learn to manage conflict? Well, one thing's for sure, you certainly should learn to manage conflict and to do it in a way that works. It isn't working for anybody to just yell it out. You've probably noticed that. So if you didn't learn to manage conflict, you know, come along to one of my classes and, and learn. Come to one of the multi-session classes so you can build your skills and strategies. So different homes can set us up for differences that can create conflict. Maybe we came from, um, your partner and you came from different ethnicities or different cultures or with different habits and expectations and this is all different, and it will also cause us to have some concerns about uh, how we manage conflict. We see things differently. We expect things differently. And often we don't stop to think about it, like what's really going on here? What's really going on is that we have differences that we've experienced in our life since we drew breath. It's normal to us. But it isn't normal to our partner. In fact, maybe it's just the opposite of what your partner experienced. And so you have that conflict right then and right there. And those are possible causes of friction. And it's tough. You have to talk to each other. You have to be willing to work it out. It doesn't just go away on its own. Have you noticed that? Much as you would like it to go away, it doesn't disappear on its own. It has to be worked out. 
But conflict can be managed and it can be resolved. And even if that resolution is deciding that we're just never going to see eye to eye on this, so we're going to handle it this way, that's a resolution. But if you don't talk about it, it's never going to change. And talking about it at quiet moments, not when you're in the throes of anger or upset or feeling neglected, but when you have a quiet moment in your relationship and say, you know, something's going on here that's not working for either one of us. Let's sit back and talk about it. You know, I ask the couples that I work with worldwide because of the wonderful joys of video conferencing, I can do that. And I say, don't put your problem between you so that you're wrestling it like two people pulling on either side of a bone. Don't do that. Sit down beside each other and put the problem on the wall and sit next to each other and say, let's talk about that problem. Don't try and wrestle it between you. Do you see the wisdom in that? Because when you sit down in a quiet time and say, we need to talk about the problem, then you have a hope of resolving it. And it's a very grown up way to do it. You know, I help people do this all the time. So I know, and I've been doing it for years and years and years. So I know that it's possible to get really good at managing conflict with your partner. But what happens when you find yourself with a person who, in the beginning, you met them, they idealized you, they worshipped the ground you walked on, and it, it just seemed like you'd be soulmates forever, and you couldn't believe your luck that there they were in your life. Sounds wonderful. It's what everybody dreams of. It's that perfect happily ever after scenario we all long for. And so we go with it, of course. We'd be stupid not to, right? And then this amazing creature who seems to know everything about you, seems to know your soul, just seems to be able to almost anticipate your needs. A month or so later, cracks start to appear. Little things start to go sideways. Maybe he or she says something mean and you're startled by it. And they say, oh, I, no, 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 I didn't mean it. And then it happens again. And the next time they say, no, you're just too sensitive. And now you begin to notice there's a shift happening. And when that begins to settle into your brain that something's not quite right here. It's not ideal. It's not all those wonderful things. And after you've rationalized it, after it's happened a few times, or maybe even justified it or made excuses for them, like, oh, they're stressed. They didn't mean it. You know, whatever conversation is happening in your head, maybe after a few times of that, because you just don't want to believe they're not that perfect person that you were sure they were, and you so want to believe that that's who they are. But it's beginning to crack. Something's happening there and it's not good. And you just want to patch it up. You just want to get out your stipple and fill in the hole and even it all out and go again. And then lo and behold, the crack appears again. Sometimes trouble is just one single ripple. And then the waters become smooth again. 
But when it happens over and over, ripple after ripple after ripple, you just get calm and then there's another ripple. When that's happening, take notice of that. Because when there are ripples all the time, you're in for a storm. And now you recognize that you're in a damaging, dramatic, tumultuous relationship. And you know I have a word for those. It means you're likely in a relationship with a hijackal. A relentlessly difficult and disturbing person who is very interested in having power and control over you. And so these little things that you've been letting go, there's, those were the wedges they were starting to put into the relationship. And each time they drove one in, you pretended it was a love tap, but it wasn't. It was just getting under the fabric of the relationship to try and get some control, try and take some power. Do you see that? Because it happens so often. Did you know that one in 25 people have hijackal traits? You're going to meet one somewhere in your life, maybe in your family. Maybe it was that person that you dreaded seeing at family gatherings. Maybe it was your parent. And if it was, you have a whole lot of things that are built into you even before you had language. So if you know that you were raised by a hijackal, and maybe life isn't going the way you want it to, maybe relationships don't end the way you want them to, then get some help. Because if you were raised by a hijackal, you've got all kinds of programming that was instilled in you before you had the opportunity to see it and say no to it. And it will still be there until you uproot it. And you always need help to do that. And you know I'm always here to help you. So you can go to forrelationshiphelp.com and look at the tab under Work with Dr. Shaler, and we can get to work right away because I don't want you to suffer any longer. And I don't want you to be in the question of why aren't things working out for me when I can help you find those answers. So for today's show, I want to focus on why you didn't see it coming if you happen to be in a relationship with a relentlessly difficult person. It's just one of those things that you are not used to seeing it coming because you're so used to seeing it. So why didn't I see it? Well, your hijackal radar was not working. And there are a couple of reasons for that. Maybe there was that parent, that someone close to you, who actually behaved this way. And when that happens, the behavior just becomes normal. It just becomes the way it is. I mean, who does life any differently? Isn't it like that at your house? Do you know why I know so much about this? I was raised by a hijackal mom and an extreme passive-aggressive dad. That's a bad combination. Put on top of that that I was an only child. Now I've got two people who have problems and they're both focused on me and winning me over and having me to themselves and having me do it their way one doing it in a sneaky passive aggressive way the other doing it in a horrible hijackal way 
yeah, did I figure it out when I was 15? Oh my, how I wish I did. But oh no, I had to go on and marry a hijackle and divorce, have children, divorce one, co-parent with one. All of those things attract hijackles. Yes, yes, I was the perfect hijackle bait. But did I know that? And yes, remember, I have a PhD in psychology, but it took a long time to figure it out. So don't be beating up on yourself if you're just coming to the realization that you're in relationship with a hijackle. You get there when you can get there, when you can and are willing to see it. When you really recognize that you don't want to be treated that way anymore and you want to understand what's underneath the way you are creating relationships that aren't working. And that's why I developed my programs, the Handling Hijackles program and the Hijackal Recovery and Rediscovery program. Because when you've been with a hijackal parent, in this case, or somebody in your life who was a hijackal. My grandmother was all also one. You who, you know, I come from a stable of hijackals. So when you begin to realize what's happened to you, what what the programming was instilled even before you had language, then it all seems so very normal. Oh, well, doesn't every family behave this way? Isn't this just the way it goes? Well, no. Not every family does behave that way. And you know, there's a problem about being raised by a hijackal because hijackals are very different at home than they are in the community. So out in the community, they look like the salt of the earth. They've got that act down just beautifully. So when you speak up, particularly as a child outside your home, and you say something about the way the hijackal behaves, the community says, oh, no, that would never happen. Your mother would never behave that way. Your father would never abuse you. That's ridiculous. You're making it up. So you get absolutely no acknowledgement and no confirmation or validation for what's going on because outside in the world, they put on one face and at home, there's another one. Is this sounding at all like something that happened to you? If it is, go to hijackles.com, my website, and download my free ebook called How to Spot a Hijackle. And that will really help you understand if it happened to you. Hijackals.com. Hijackals.com. So when it happened to you from a young age, it just seems normal to you. So you meet these people and they're charming and seductive and uh, manipulative and exploitive and they lie and a little later on they cheat but in the beginning they just seem like what you've been waiting for forever they're just so enchanting and you feel oh at last my prince charming has come or my my prince charming my princess charming has come and you're so pleased and excited that you just throw yourself into it because it is so delightful. And then it begins to slowly crack and shatter. And then you say things to yourself like, well, of course, it's probably my fault. And the hijackle is going to absolutely make everything your fault.
That's one of the hallmarks of a hijackal. And I'm going to tell you about my new wonderful free offering about the hallmarks of a hijackal next week. So listen in. But it the a hallmark of a hijackal is that they are going to make everything your fault. They'll even make the weather your fault. Have you noticed that? <laughs> that, you know, you, you look out the window on a day that you want to do something and they'll say, yeah, well, if it hadn't been for you, we would have done it on another day and this wouldn't be a problem. It'll always be your fault. So when you've grown up with it, it all seems very normal and you hate it, but it's normal. There's something about it that really rattles you and you don't like it, but it's somehow normal. And so you keep going on hoping that people are going to like you and people are going to approve of you and they're going to validate you. And every now and again, you'll meet another hijackal. And so you're torn about it. And you meet a hijackal and you love the attention. In fact, you're in a hormone haze that, oh, this is so wonderful. And your rose-colored glasses seem to be permanently affixed to your face. Like you are determined to see everything in its best light and to see this person as their absolute best. And for sure, they're showing you who they really are. And it, when they, those cracks show up, you say, oh, no, they're just having a bad day, as I said earlier. And you make excuses and you rationalize it and you justify it and you do it over and over. And you don't realize how frequently you're doing it because the hijackal is making everything your fault. So therefore, if only you were more patient, if only you were more kind, if only you didn't have any demands, if only you kept things better, finances, the house, the car, uh, jo a job, whatever it is, everything will be your fault. And because of the way you've been raised, you will accept that. That will be sort of all right with you because, yeah, of course it's my fault. And that's sad. You know, I'm sorry. I know it was sad for me. Really sad. And I didn't see it for a long time. A long time. And so don't beat yourself up if you're just seeing it now. But be delighted that you are seeing it because it gives you an opportunity to see yourself and relationships differently. You have to do the work because you have to get from being that person who was normalized to that behavior to a person who says, nobody's going to treat me like that again. So because you've got those rose-colored glasses permanently affixed to your head, you just don't see the red flags. They're there. In fact, the very first one went up, and you justified it. The very first time they were mean or said something degrading to you or sloughed you off and made you feel as though you weren't important, that was a red flag. But you wanted to shove it down and say, oh, no, 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 he's having a bad day or she's just stressed. So it's time to take off the rose-colored glasses. They're really not serving you well at all. I know it's easier, but they're really not serving you well at all. Because when you have them on, you can't see those red flags. And when you do, you push them down 
And when when you've got those glasses on, you push those red flags down and you say, oh, not possible. Oh, not possible. And you can go on for that years. And what it makes you is hijackal bait. Hijackals can sense that you are a person they can manipulate and they are drawn to you. Isn't that sad? They're drawn to you. So one of the reasons you become hijackal bait is because you've been normalized for it in your earlier life and it just seems like that's the way it is and that's how people treat you. So when we come back for the break, we're going to talk about reason number two, that you may have these hijackals drawn to you in your life and you're not seeing them. Be right back. Hello, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are these stories and questions on today's show sounding familiar to you? Are you ready to say no more to the abuse from toxic people in your life? I'm so glad. You matter and you deserve to have real love, true love in your life. Love from yourself and love from others. Not that demeaning, discounting, and dismissive masquerade that a hijackal pretends is love. I can help you regain yourself, your self-esteem, your self-confidence after a life with a hijackal, whether it was your partner, an ex, a parent, or a child. Let's work together now. For individual sessions or small group coaching, visit forrelationshiphelp.com slash join. Talk soon. And we're back. Now, is this beginning to sound familiar to you? Are you listening to this and thinking, wow, you know, I think that maybe something's gone sideways in my life. I hope that's true. Because you're listening in order to grow and to have the best life possible. And if by chance you're listening and you're thinking, well, I'm so glad that never happened to me and your relationships aren't working, I hope you'll think again. But if in fact it didn't happen to you, good for you because this is something that may be happening to a friend, or you may be able to reach out to someone that you know is having a difficult time and tell them about hijackals. Remember, they're suffering in silence because at home, that hijackal can be horrible. And out in the world, they look like the salt of the earth. I've had so many clients who say, everybody loves my partner. And they have no idea that he abuses me, he humiliates me, he hits me, he's constantly degrading at home. He fights with me about the discipline of the children, he alienates the children from me, or the reverse, it could be a she. And and they have they feel they have nowhere to turn. So if this isn't happening to you, know that it might be happening to someone you care about. And watch for the signs. These people are often putting on a brave front, or they may withdraw and be very, very quiet because they don't believe anybody will believe them. So you can be that person who now understands and can see that perhaps what that person is saying is going on in their relationship actually is. That no matter how that partner of theirs looks in the world, 
they're behaving badly at home and your friend needs support. Now, fortunately, I have some secret support groups online. And if that interests you, just go on Facebook and find my page, The Relationship Help Doctor, and give me a private message with your email address in it and tell me that you want to join the group. There are two groups, one for people who are with hijackals, and the other group is for people who are alienated from their children and their grandchildren because of a hijackal. So tell me which one you want to belong to. So remember, my page on Facebook is Relationship Help Doctor, Relationship Help Doctor, and then you can message me using the button in the top right. We all need help. When things go wrong, we need people in our corner. So now you can be that for somebody who may be with a hijackal. But if it's you, I've told you one reason why you may not be seeing this because your hijackal radar isn't working and why it is that you've become hijackal bait. And I promise to tell you the second reason. And here it is. Maybe you were raised to be a good, compassionate, patient, kind, empathetic person. You're just a good person. Maybe you're even an empath. And you want to help people. And you want them to like you. If those two qualifiers are there, you want to help people and you want them to like you, you may very well become hijackal bait because you've got those rose-colored glasses on again. You just want, you know, let me help. Let me help. Let me solve problems. Let me stand with you. Let me walk with you. Let me help. And you may not have what it takes to see what's really going on. Another thing might be that you don't love yourself very much. And darn it, you're going to love that hijackal until they are just loved up enough to change. Well, honey, let me tell you this. They don't change. They'll promise to change to get what they want. They'll promise to change to stop you uh, being at them for a moment, but they don't change. You've noticed that, right? They don't change. They come back just the same as they were before they promised to change. So you may be being caught in that cycle and know that it's not going to happen. They're not going to change. It doesn't matter if you're more patient, more kind, more compassionate, more understanding. All of that is just you getting caught up in the hijackal's need to have power over you. You're hijackal bait. You got to step out of that. It's not going to happen. So take off those rose-colored glasses. The person is not going to change no matter if you stand on your head and spit wooden nickels for a year. Believe me. I work with the partners, the exes, and the adult children of these hijackals, these relentlessly difficult people. I've been doing it for years, and I can tell you I have not yet met a hijackal who changed, but I've met some who did a really good con to have us believe that they were going to. So it's very important for you to understand that they don't change. So I can see that our guest has joined us, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Can Welcome. you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine, and I can see awesome. you be beautifully. <laughs> um, but I'm just going to finish up this little bit and talking about hijackal bait because it will segue right into what we're going to talk about. Perfect. So when we are that hijackal bait, and if this is sounding familiar to you, 
and you're tired of being hijackovate because, oh, baby, it's exhausting. It's just like you get up every day with a little bit of hope. You think it's going to get better. You think you're going to be a better person. You're going to be more understanding, more compassionate, and they're going to like it, and they're going to reward you by being nice to you, and then it doesn't happen. It's exhausting. So if you're tired of being hijackable bait, you can change that. Can't change it alone. Very difficult. You need to get some resources, some insights, some help, whether that's coming to work with me, which I hope you will, because that's the fastest way. Or if you just want to put your toe in the water, go to hijackles.com, get the ebook, How to Spot a Hijackle. Then get my book, Escaping the Hijackle Trap. It'll help you even more. Go to my YouTube channel for relationship help. Watch the videos there. Begin to see that, oh my, there are patterns that are happening. There are patterns and there are cycles. And if you want information, like I said, go to hijackles.com. So great timing, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Let me tell everybody about you. Michelle is the creator and the host of an amazing radio show. I've been around a few times. We've had great conversations. It's called Nothing Off Limits. And she has guests from all over the world talking about different aspects of society and culture and business and health and relationships. Her mission, get this now, because it's important for you to listen in to Michelle's show. Her mission is to put out the big ideas around how to take care of yourself, how to grow, self-development, self-growth, and having compassion for other. And it's lots of fun. I can tell you that from personal experience. <laughs> and uh, go to ladyfoxentertainment.com and you will find out more about Michelle. So welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Shaler. And it has been an honor to have you on my show. So um, thrilled to be here and be able to share some personal experiences with you because, you know, my mission is to help others, but I'm also continuously learning. And, and as we go along, I mean, our journeys never end, right? <laughs> well, they don't. Our journeys never end, but let's be sure our learning never ends. Right, exactly. <laughs> because we can stay in a really awful, dismal, dreary, exhausting journey if we don't learn differently. And if exactly. we don't believe in ourselves enough to say, hey, this isn't good enough for me. This is not the way it's going to run. So I really appreciate you coming along and being willing to candidly talk about how hijackles have played a part in your life. So what would you say about that? Wow. Um, I would say that it's happened repeatedly, um, that it's something that it changes a little bit every time. So it's mm -hmm. not always quick to spot. Um, and they've played a role primarily in my romantic relationships. And I'm certain that they've been in my work environment as well. Um, but I think it's it's more of an experience across the, the love realm, if you will. And that's where it hurts the most too, because I think sure. it's easier to separate yourself emotionally at work. Um, and it's, it's much harder when you're involved with somebody intimately. So that's really how they've played a part in my life so far. Repeatedly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Notice the repeatedly part, because until you actually get wise to hijackals, 
it will be repeatedly. And I love what you introduced because remember, they're not just at home and they're not just your romantic partner, but they could be somebody at work or in the community or in the church. Hijackles love to be in churches. So watch Mm -hmm. out for that one too. And they love to be in positions of power. That's what they want, power over people. So you will often find that person that you just cannot get a handle on and you don't like at all in a position of power too. So when you were hijackal bait, which of course, now that you're awake and aware, you are no longer allowing yourself to be. Um, I should hope not at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there have been some bad experiences, so I think I should be awake. I love that word. Yes, yes. We have to be awake and aware and alert to hijackals because if we have been hijackal bait, it, it kind of is in the fabric of our being. The, as I was saying earlier, Michelle, one of the ways that we become hijackal bait is from our home. There was a hijackal there. So it seems so normal. It just seems like the way life is. And so we don't notice it at first. And mm-hmm. especially when we're in a hormone haze and somebody's paying us <laughs> great attention. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, you've got this great podcast. Why did you start it? So I started the podcast um, primarily, this is really, really fun. I was doing interviews for a company that was writing um, interesting interviews to their customers. And it was bonus content, if you will, as a way to retain customers. And I was interviewing life coaches and dating experts and all of these wonderful people with great information, but it was only going to their customers. And so I requested, hey, can we make this available publicly publicly, so that more people can benefit from this information? Because I myself am learning so much from this. I'm jazzed every time I do a new interview. And they said, no, unfortunately, (laughs) they wanted to keep it, you know, in-house. And so I thought, well, why not start a podcast of my own? Um, But I took it a, a few steps further and decided to add more under the umbrella. So rather than pick just one particular area like dating or like society and culture, I wanted to cover a variety of topics. And so my idea around that was to help people across all areas of their life um, because I was being helped across all areas of mine. And I think they all integrate at some point because we're, we're a, you know, a variety of different notes. We're not one note people or one dimensional people. And so um, that's kind of how it came about. I was like, I want to cover a bunch of different stuff and have people have exploring and learning going on in different areas of their lives. That's great because as you the name says it all, nothing off limits. We'll right. talk about anything that's going to help someone. Yeah. And and that's that's a great show. So remember, move on over to Lady Fox Entertainment after this show and see what's <laughs> see what's there. Yes, but when you get into the relationship issues on your show, I know that's how we met, is so that we yes. could talk about hijackals and bring yes, that indeed. to your audience. And we did two shows on that, and then we've recently done a show on passive-aggressive people because those are kind of baby hijackals. <laughs> that's such a great way to say it, Dr. Shaler. And that was a really fun show, too, because I think it really made that, um, that delineation between what's like you know, uh, somebody who can be fixed versus somebody who is just beyond fixing. You cannot fix them. 
That's and I right. think that that's been, that's been a lot of my friends issues. And my issue as well is that that's how I get hooked in is that I'm always trying to make them a better person or help them be better <laughs> because they say they want to change, you know? So I get sucked in. I'm like, Oh, I can help you. I have all yeah, this let me help you with that. Yeah. 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 So that was such a great show, the passive aggressive, but, um, the hijackles was equally as great. Um, because I think so many people are unaware of what these people do and their behaviors. And they don't understand that it's actually a type of behavior that you can manage, learn how to manage on your Mm -hmm. end. You don't have to be, you know, sucked in. Well, that's true. And, and, and you don't actually realize that there are traits and there are patterns and they're going to happen every time. Because you just keep getting caught in the cycle of, oh, well, he likes me today, or she seems to be happy today. Uh, Well, just go there. And that's, I'm so happy about that. I'm thrilled. There's no tension. This is great. And then the hammer comes down and you go, oh, oh, they're still like that. Oh, maybe I'm bad. Maybe I should do something differently. And then around and around it goes. So when you can stand back and see, no, these are traits and patterns. They happen over and over. They happen the same way in millions of households. Um, Then you begin to say, oh, I'm playing the game here and I want to sit this one out. (laughs) Yes. yes. And it's, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's so frustrating. And it's, it's especially frustrating when you try to explain it to people who don't understand hijackals and haven't yeah. been educated, like you're sharing all this great information with people, because then they think that you're the one who's the nutty one and that you're the common denominator across all of your failed relationships. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so, yes, there is like a dynamic, like the empath versus, or the person who, you know, gets sucked in and wants to be good versus the bad and all of that kind of stuff. So there is a dynamic, but people often don't believe you. They don't believe you that this person could do these things because they seem charming and they seem amazing to everyone else. Right. I'm glad you said that because I, I just said that before you joined the show, that one of the great difficulties is that they treat you so differently when nobody can see yes. than oh when gosh, they do yes. out in public. And and they take pot shots at you to see about your loyalty when you're in public. They'll say something to about you and they will see if you react or not to mm-hmm. see if you will blow their cover and then they can put you down in front of other people. Yeah. My, um, my recent hijackle was really big on triggering my trust issues about, mm-hmm. um, you know, infidelity and things of that sort. So it would purposely test me in public by staring at other women and by making me uncomfortable and then turning it on me and making it seem like I'm highly insecure when I was, I just wanted to be respected and to, you know, like, we're here together. Can you please pay attention to me? (laughs) Hello. Yeah. That would seem natural and normal. That would seem natural and normal. Right. And so, but I was made to be the person with all of the issues, which I had to work on, which I did begin to work on, but I was continuously tested. And so it was like, unfair, unfair play. There was a lot of game playing. Oh, it is. It's dirty pool the whole way. Because, you know, as as you said, they want to turn it into a negative, like you're you're super sensitive or you're Mm -hmm. jealous or what's wrong with you? Because hijackles will always be right and you will always be wrong. Everything is your fault. But the problem Mm -hmm. is that in that moment, 
they're looking to see what are you going to do, you know, and when you're out in public, you don't want to make a scene. So you usually just quietly let it go. Mm-hmm. And so if people are testing you in public like that, wonder if you're with a hijackle because right. they're, they're doing things. You know, they make a snide comment at a dinner party and they just look over to see what you're doing. And they got that hijackle smirk, you know. Yes. <laughs> I don't I've think I can even do times. it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's almost like, oh, I got one over. On I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually had situations where I was being adored and being told how great things are going with our relationship and how much fun we're having. And then out of nowhere, a snide remark, like, yeah. like I would saying, you know, as an example, this is a very small example, but it bothered me for a period of time. And I actually took action on it was we were talking and I was using my hands and um, he was saying how beautiful I am and this and that. And then he said, but your nails are beat up. You should fix those nails. Oh, and so, that's, but it came out of nowhere. That's so of course, hijackle. Like I started, <laughs> yeah. So of course I started to look at them and then I was like, well, maybe he's right. And so I went and got my nails done. And then I started paying a lot of attention to my nails And then I was like, look, look at how pretty. And he's like, you just never stop talking about your nails. You need to stop talking about your nails. (laughs) You know, I'm laughing. Yeah. But that's a small example. Yeah. It's a small example. Mm -hmm. There were much worse. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure there were. But it's such a good example because it's like, let me get you feeling good. And then let me demonstrate how much power I have over you. And I'll take you down in an instant. Right. Yes. And and that's the way it goes. So we'll talk more about that after the break. Stay with us. Hi, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler. Handling hijackles is exhausting. It's never ending. An endless cycle of crazy making, alienation, and constant drama. And cycles are difficult to step out of. I know because I've been there too. And that's why I reach out to you to offer the insight, skills, and strategies you need to heal. My small group programs, Handling Hijackles and Hijackle Recovery and Rediscovery, will shortcut your journey to healing, to save your sanity, and to stopping the crazy making. Visit forrelationshiphelp.com slash join now and let's talk soon. We're back, and I'm here with my guest, Michelle Ann Owens, the fabulous, fabulous person who created the No Limit, Nothing Off Limits <laughs> podcast. Um, I have a book called No Limits Indeed. Living, so I, <laughs> I stumble with that one, but her podcast is called Nothing Off Limits, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com. And you sure relate to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I certainly can. So you were saying Thank about you. these the way that these these people have treated you, and how did you how did you change your perception that would allow you now to say no more to this? Um, it's still an ongoing process um, because I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And if I say, whoa, that seems like a, a wild out of sorts comment, I try to, I've been in this headspace for many, many years where I give people the benefit of the doubt. Well, maybe they don't know any better. Well, maybe they're just, they weren't raised in an environment to understand 
per, like good social skills, you know, I mean, so yeah. there are all these excuses that I've been making. And so now I'm doing the attempt to not make excuses and to trust my instincts. If something feels really wrong, that was a good example of being told how wonderful I am. And then boom, like a nasty snide comment to immediately shut me down. Um, I think that those are the things that I am now paying attention to. And so it's like, I'm more aware, you know, I'm like, Whoa, that was weird. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was just thinking that, that now that you're aware, if we did a replay of that scenario, when he's telling you how wonderful you are, and then he said, well, you know, but your nails are a little ragged. I mean, one of the great things that you could do now is say, yeah, uh, that may be so, but the rest of me is so wonderful. Let's get back to the wonderful part. Right. Yeah. Or, or just be like, oh, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I love my nails. I love my nails just the way they are. Right. Yeah. Um, I always, I always think it's wonderful when we finally get empowered enough to be able to say no to these cycles and, and patterns. Yeah. And I think that that's the big learning lesson for me. And that I hope would be for a lot of your listeners is that strength that comes out of it. Because I think that, you know, a lot of people who have experienced hijackals and have been hijackal bait, um, they are strong people at the core, even though they seem like they're weak because they get into these patterns. They're strong because they're able to handle all of this nasty treatment. And then they become even stronger when they become aware of it. And then they are going forward in future relationships with much better boundaries and much better tools to be able to have healthier relationships and to not allow those toxic situations to happen anymore. You know, that's such a good point because in my Facebook secret groups, I'm often saying to people, you know, don't beat yourself up about the fact you were with a hijackal. Recognize that you're still breathing. You're still able to say, I want to change. I don't want this anymore. You survived. And now you're going to turn that. I I hate this because it's become so cliche, but you're going to turn that into thriving. You're going to turn that into, I don't want to ever go there again. And I am going to be vigilant about that. And I'm going to create and allow only people in my life who actually do love and appreciate me and particularly respect me. And if they're not doing that, like no more. Right. (laughs) And you know, you know, when somebody is truly showing you real love and now I'm starting to see when it's real and when it's not, when it's Mm -hmm. feigned and you can feel like it's just an act, like they're doing what they think they need to do in order to keep you under their control. And so, because you don't feel it, you don't feel the true connection and you're, you want it. So you keep going after it and you keep being nice and doing nice things in order to get that connection that you want. They know you want it. So they've got you under their thumb. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a, it's a very damaging cycle for a lot of people, but yes, um, back to being strong. I think that Dr. Shaler, you could get some t-shirts that say like, I'm a hijackal survivor. (laughs) What do you think? I think it's great. Um, I wouldn't wear it around your ex, but I think it's great. (laughs) (laughs) He wouldn't know what a hijackal is and probably wouldn't care. (laughs) Um, Well, they don't like to be labeled because they're perfect. So as soon as they found out it wasn't a, a positive tribute, they would be a little annoyed. True, but true. Let, let me say something about the dating world, Michelle, because you touched on it. And here's one good reason why you don't go and sleep with people on the first date, unless uh, you're just yes. doing it because you want a good rump in the hay and you don't care for a relationship. <laughs> sometimes that's okay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's perfectly okay, uh, as long as you're having safe sex. However, yep. 
hijackals want to get you there. They want to get you dependent on them in the fastest possible way. And if you jump into relationships that include intimacy, it will be false intimacy that will never take you where you want to go. So learn to have hijackal radar. You've got to. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny, Dr. Shaler, when you say that your your friend, uh, Christine Baumgartner, who is a dating expert, came on my show and I talked to her, I asked her about chemistry and I said, but what if you have chemistry with somebody and you just like, you have this, this feeling and she laughed, she laughed and she said, there is, when you have chemistry, run <laughs> <laughs> because that's when there, it can be used against you, you know, back to the hijackal conversation is that it's a binding element. And then you get those hormones raging of, you know, the dopamine rush and, um, the serotonin rush and, and that closeness that, um, loving, normal, healthy people desire. And then they kind of use it as a way to, again, control you. And we all are human beings. So yes, we're going to want that closeness. We're going to want to experience that again. And so we, we do everything we can to be perfect so that we can have that again and have that closeness. We yeah, get I it, would, and I then would they say, take it away. I would say it a little bit differently. Um, and I've had Christine on my show too. She's a good friend of mine, but yeah. I would say it a little bit differently, which is not run, but slowly back away. And take it all very slowly because if there is chemistry, it will stay there. But the emotional parts of it, as opposed to the physiology of it, need to be properly in place and healthy before you act on the chemistry of it. Unless, of course, you're just looking for that one night stand. Right, Um, right. So, you know, certainly... If you're attracted to somebody and they're attracted to you, make sure that they're attracted for the right reasons and that you get to know them well to find out what they're really up to. Because if you are hijackal bait, you are longing for connection. You are longing for someone to think you're wonderful. You're longing for somebody to keep you safe and protect you and and want to cherish you. And when someone appears that they're willing to cherish you, you're all in and you're all in too quickly. And that's one of the things that I help my clients see is there will be time. You will have time to develop this relationship if it's real. Yeah. And And that's the tough part, Dr. Shaler, because I had just come off of this workshop that I did about um, meeting with your feminine side and embracing your feminine qualities, because we all have both masculine and feminine traits, of course. And I tend to be very um, masculine forward in the way that I do my work and hosting a show, you know, and you understand Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's taking charge, right? Well, I wanted to access my feminine receptive energy. And so I did this workshop and it put me in this space, this headspace and this heart space where I was really ready for love. Mm-hmm. And there's a danger in that, in that I was so open and so wanting that connection that you spoke about just now that it put me as perfect hijackal bait because I was just like all in. And he even commented on it early in the, in the, early in the relationship. He was like, Whoa, you're, you seem like all about it. And I was like, well, why not? Like we, you know, we all want a relationship and I didn't see anything wrong with it, but what's important, the lesson that I learned is that it's okay to be open and be feminine and receptive and open to love. But like you said, have the patience, 
you don't have to jump right in with two feet and you have to learn how to establish healthy boundaries and not have sex so fast. And that, those were all mistakes that I made. I didn't have healthy boundaries. I allowed all the red flags to be overlooked. And I was even given straight up warnings. Like I'm not, I'm not a good person. I don't know. I don't know. And I just kept going forward. (laughs) So these, and these are things that that happened and so learning lessons definitely yes and you were at least wonderfully open to learning the lessons painful though they may be because yes you know as we change and grow you had that experience at that at that seminar you wanted to be more in touch with that you wanted more balance in your life between the masculine and feminine you recognized that that would be a good thing and yet you overcompensated a little bit because your your masculine self was not keeping your feminine self safe at that time right. it was just you right. know, there you are all receptive you know sort of all womb <laughs> and mm-hmm. and uh, and and that's that's just bending the twig the other way a little bit yeah. too much. But you've you've reconciled that and you've learned yeah. from that, and you can be in balance. You know, we all want to to have that balance. I hope, but also that does make us sort of lit up and more attractive because they can see us even more clearly. Yeah. The hijackles yeah. can can just oh perk up and it's like a meerkat going up and yeah. looking around and say, ah, there's one. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's they a, it's a fine balance because you want to have that openness and that that glowing quality that is going to attract real love to you. Mm-hmm. But you also have to be really careful because that's safety. You use the word feeling safe a couple times. And that really rings true for me because I do want to feel safe. I want to feel like safe to be vulnerable with my heart and with my feelings and with thoughts or whatever's going on and be held in a space where that's okay. And you know that you're not with the right partner if they can't hold you in that space or if they learn something vulnerable about you and then throw it back in your face. Absolutely true. Those, yeah, those are the times when you're like, you need to be able to put that fence up and say, okay, no more. Like, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you were so open to sharing these experiences with us, Michelle. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. My guest today is Michelle Ann Owens, and she is the host of Nothing Off Limits podcast. You can find it on iTunes, but you can go directly to ladyfoxentertainment.com and find her there. And so as we close off for today, I just want to mention a couple of things that I have spoken about during this time. Remember, you can go to hijackholes.com and download the free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackhole, and and tell your friends because they may be needing to spot a hijackhole too. And you can subscribe to my newsletter, Tips for Relationships, when you go on over and visit my website at forrelationshiphelp.com. Or if you really want to get some great insights right away, go to my YouTube channel for Relationship Help. So I hope that you have benefited greatly from what Michelle had to say and our earlier conversation about why you may not have realized you were hijackal bait. And I wish you well and look forward to talking with you next week. So talk soon. Bye-bye. There you have it. If you want more, you can work with Dr. Shayla directly. She's eager to help you resolve your relationship issues. Have a question? 
Call in early to next week's show to talk with Dr. Shaler on air. Get her expert insights and advice by subscribing to her blog, newsletter, and YouTube channel. We're here for you. Don't be a stranger. Join us again next week. And in the meantime, visit forrelationshiphelp.com.